Hello and welcome again to the HLS Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, you can catch us live over on twitch.tv slash for Laurel Sons. You can also subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. You can join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel, herloyalsons.com slash Discord. Of course, you can always find us over at our home at herloyalsons.com. And with all that being said, I'm going to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how you doing, sir? Ryan, I'm not going to lie. I'm dragging. I'm struggling. It's it's not going to be a lively one for your boy today, <laughs> but, but we got picks to make, so by God, we're going to make yeah, we, we do have picks to make, uh, and we got a lot of interesting games. It was hard to whittle it down. I didn't want to do too many more than 12. I mean, look, it's the end of the season. A lot's gone on. This is when your body starts to break down, wear down a little bit. I, I feel you. I feel you on that one, Eddie. Definitely do. It's a shame that we couldn't somehow split some of the games from this weekend to next weekend, because I feel like next weekend is not a very stacked roster, but I know you and I, I mean, there were three or four games that we left on the cutting room floor that I think could have been fun picks as well. But it's, it is a loaded slate. That is for sure. Yeah. It's a loaded slate. And then the, the SEC is going to do their uh, F- FCS tour <laughs> going on. Everybody's going to try to take their bye before the big rivalry week, which I'm sure we will have far. I think we may have more than 12 in that one. We'll see, see how everything shakes out. But Eddie, what do you say we get right to it? Let's go, baby. All right. Well, the board is up, and I I really wanted to squeeze in a Thursday game. I just couldn't justify it. Quite frankly, I barely could justify getting this Friday game in here. But um, we're on fire everybody's ass watch over in Louisville (laughs) right now. And number 13, Syracuse. They are now a top 15 team, so Notre Dame's next appointed involved in this one. And Syracuse, a 21-point favorite. Who do you got, Eddie? Give me Syracuse by whatever. <laughs> Fucking Louisville, man. <laughs> How did BVG not get left in the locker room after that performance last week? So much for you and your principal. Uh, man, you know, a man, a man is only as good as his principles, and sometimes it, it will lead you to a loss. But that was just what the fuck are they doing? I mean, why even show up? That's they're garbage, absolute garbage. Uh, I believe that was. I think you took the lead back on our bet last week. We're, thanks to we're actually tied. Thanks to that. Oh, are we? Yeah, Good. we're tied again. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, we're tied back up. Uh, we both since week six, thirty-two and twenty-eight. Now I still hold. The lead in the standings right now. I got a nice three-game lead over Shane uh, Ploger, who has got 58 wins. So we we actually have now four people, 500 or above. And sir, you were just two games behind 500, 53 and 55. We're we're closing in, baby. Had to had to gambler into a false sense of security, but we're we're catching up. <laughs> uh, which. Man, I'm going to end up losing that bet because of my bit, and it's going to just hurt so much. <laughs> but if it keeps us undefeated, I don't care. Sometimes sacrifices have to be made, at least it's for a good cause. Exactly. If, if y'all want to slide in my Venmos and, and tip your bartenders, feel free. I'd appreciate <laughs> it. But back to the matter at hand, Louisville is hot garbage, and Syracuse is maybe good actually at least at home they certainly are 
And this is in the Carrier Dome, which still does not have air conditioning and is named after an air conditioning company, which is never not funny. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, quite frankly, look, let's be serious here. You know, beyond the fact that Louisville is hot garbage, they're not just hot garbage on defense, they're hot garbage on offense as well. And Syracuse can put up points. Their offense is very, very good. So, yeah, I'm taking Syracuse in this one. Uh, one thing I am curious about, though, this total is 69, which one is nice. nice. Two, um, how are we getting to that total? Are we expecting Syracuse to put up 70-something here? Because how's I know Syracuse defense isn't good, but Louisville's offense is – who scores on that team? I mean, you know, Syracuse is averaging about 45 points a game in their last four, so you don't really have to ask for too much out of Louisville. But that being said... It's you know, almost 70. It looks like a delicious under right now. It, it It's tempting, but man, uh, over is hit in six of Louisville's games this year. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, granted, how much of that was because of their defensive woes? Probably most of it. But uh, that's, I think I'd stay away from that one. Weeknight Unders has not been the play that it has been in years past so far this season. Trust me. <laughs> oh, Eddie, I feel so bad for you. But the, it's okay. You're just making the sacrifices for the weekend. It's got to happen it's, sometimes. It's, the, the good news is, is I haven't had to bet all of the picks that we make here, and it's actually been a profitable year so far for me. So <laughs> yeah, well, let, I hope we let's, can ride let's, that out. Yeah, let's make that very clear. I pick games out of interest here. Yeah, my, uh, my sheet for the weekend looks very, very different than what I come here with. <laughs> get on those Utah state lines, baby. <laughs> I, I haven't touched those yet, surprisingly. But anyway, let's move on. Let's actually get into a top 25 matchup here. Not exactly one with a lot of luster, despite the numbers next to the names. And that's number 10, Ohio State, going on the road to number 18, Michigan State. Ohio State are three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. And as much as I really don't trust Ohio State right now and really wondering what happened to that defense. Michigan State's offense is not very good at all. So it's not going to take a whole lot of effort. There's not going to be a whole lot of speed that's going to be able to get behind Ohio State. Lewerke is has been mediocre at best. I know I'm disrespecting the Spartans right now. Uh, I wish the hook wasn't there just to make me feel a little bit better. By the hook, kids. Always by the hook. Uh, but I, I like Ohio State to bounce back a little bit on the road here. So go ahead and give me the Buckeyes. Who do you got, Eddie? This this spread feels a little bit low. I agree with you. I was expecting five and a half, six for this game. I know Ohio State was terrible against Nebraska last week, and I am a little bit gun shy to trust them again because that was a tad expensive. But man. I just think Ohio State is so much better than Michigan State. I, I think that public perception is a little down on Ohio State right now, and it's giving you a much cheaper line than you'd expect. I don't even think the hook is really going to come into play, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the Buckeyes on this one. All righty. Well, next up, we got Alabama, number one team still in the nation, to nobody's surprise, a 24-and-a-half-point favorite at home, against Mississippi State, who is on again, off again, inside the top 25. Eddie, who do you got in this one? Roll Tide. 
That's that's all there is to it. Roll Tide. Alabama is a god amongst men this year. It's not even a close competition. I I can't pick against them right now. <laughs> I, I will say, though, man, I hope that public ass year continues because so far, and again, it's Wednesday, but of the first three picks, Syracuse, 85 tickets, 89 money. Ohio State, 70 tickets, 77 money. <laughs> Bama, 76 tickets, 78 money. Oh, man. Well, you know what, Eddie? I'm riding with you on this one because I was, I'm was. i really close to not doing it because of that hook. I really, really, really don't like it. But then I remember that Mississippi State is still apparently rolling Fitzgerald, a quarterback, and there's no cartoon stink lines on this one. And so I don't see them pulling this off, and... Alabama has been covering the number pretty damn good all season long. So even though this is quite high and I know maybe it's, it's, it's right there with it looking like a top 25 matchup, but folks, once we get past 15 and, and beyond, let me tell you, you can put just about any team in there with three losses and somebody, you can make an argument for anybody. So I really don't put too much stock in that ranking right now. Uh, yeah, Mississippi state's going to get murdered in this one. Next. And I mean, just to put it in perspective, if this had been the line last week against LSU, a significantly better football team than Mississippi State, Bama covered it by five. Right. Yeah. I, I like uh, CCAT's comparison. Mississippi State is SEC Stanford. <laughs> Beat up on bad teams, get rolled by good teams. <laughs> I like that, Pack. That's, re- that is intriguing. I really like that. That's very, very good. All right. Next up, we got Bedlam. And this is probably going to be a shootout with this total nearly sitting at 80 right now, currently sitting at 79 before uh, we went on live. Number six, Oklahoma at home in this one, 20 and a half point favorite. And I tell you what, I honestly don't know how to pick this one. Eddie, we were actually talking pre-show about this. Nobody really knows what to do on an Oklahoma spread. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lean on the good old standby. If you take the points in the shootout. And I tell you what, on top of that, Oklahoma had a little bit of a scare in Lubbock. I know they're at home. They got a lot of talent. Oklahoma State might be in a little bit of a letdown spot after a nice big win against Texas, but they're going to be up for this rivalry game. And I am expecting a lot of points to be scored here. Oklahoma's defense has been a little bit suspect. So I really don't think that defense can keep those three possessions plus. Eddie, who do you have? Well, again, that hook, man, that's that's scary. I think the over is definitely the play, even on a 79-point total, which... <laughs> Big 12, is, man. Big 12. It's rough, but it is. It's Big 12, dude. Uh, Okie State, for long-time listeners, they know that Okie State <laughs> has pretty much been my kryptonite for... I think we're in the third year of it now. Uh, they, they flummox me. Maybe it's the mullet. I can't figure it out. I don't know. But Gundy's boys always seem to give me trouble. I'd feel a lot better at 21. IRL, I'll probably buy that up. Oh, because, you know, we love buying hooks here. But <laughs> it's I think an investment. you're right. Sound investment strategy. Exactly. You know, OU's offense is very, very good. Their defense, however, pretty fucking terrible. And Oak State can put points up too. So I think they can stay in here. I think they can keep it close. We'll, we'll ride the Cowboys with you and, and stay simpatico for far too long. Yeah, this this is looking a little bit nerve-wracking right now, but hey, it is what it is. 
No, we're going to go into a battle for the Big Ten West. God. Oh, the only reason this game's on the board, it's not even morbid curiosity. It's just to see if Northwestern can keep it going and make Notre Dame's resume look a little bit better. Number 21, Iowa, 10.5 point favorite at home against Northwestern. The total in this one is 44. Goodness. Who do you got, Eddie? I wish this game was at night because I'd feel a hell of a lot better about it. But, you know, at any point during the Northwestern game, were you actually concerned? No, not well. Um, I take it back. Uh, after the punt was blocked, yes, that was about it. I, I feel like I, that was the only time I even got slightly concerned. It, I was more just annoyed. It was like just, just go away. You're not. <laughs> you should not be here. I don't think they're that good. I think Thorson is still very turnover prone, and I think Iowa's defense is a defense that can take advantage of that. Plus. They always play well at home. So, again, I'd feel better if it was at night. It's a 2.30 slot. But I'm going to take the Hawkeyes here. Well, Eddie, we've agreed for long enough here. I'm going to go ahead and take Northwestern and the points. I just don't – I always had enough of an offense, but there's just something about when Northwestern plays somebody that they're able to drag them through the muck in some way, shape, or form. They did it for about a half against Notre Dame. They made that game a lot closer than it should have been. Notre Dame pulled the cover off in our uh, spread, but not very many people's because a lot of it was 10, unfortunately. So there was a lot of pushes going on there. But, man, I tell you what, this game, in a 44, where, I mean, a lot of people are yelling, hit the under in the chat. I agree. And in that, I can't take damn near 11 points. Yeah, double digits with a, a total in the low 40s is not where you want to live. No, and- not at all. I mean, Iowa's defense is really, really good. Don't get me wrong. And I think Iowa's going to win. But, man, it, the two things just don't add up for me at all. Uh, the public agrees with you. 82-74 right now. So <laughs> you are really riding the public this weekend. Oh, oh, well, I mean, it hasn't really bitten me too hard, save for like a couple weeks here. So maybe That's I'm due for a bet. I had a very, very good week last week on both these picks and uh, the bet slips. So uh, may- maybe I'm due for a little bit of sacrifice, which is okay, because I'm going to be in Vegas next week. So if it has to happen, it's got to happen. Not a problem. Anyways. Click yeah, let Yeah, let's keep on moving. <laughs> to the ACC, speaking of weird, Pittsburgh in control of their destiny in the ACC Coastal right now against Virginia Tech, a three-point favorite at home. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to take Pitt at home. Um, they've been playing decent football, but uh, the bigger thing here is that uh, Virginia Tech is not playing great football right now. They're spiraling. They've had a rough offseason. They've had a rough season. It just has not been looking good for them in any way, shape, or form. So with that all being said, I I just can't take Virginia Tech here, especially on the road. Give me Pitt. Who you got, Eddie? I'm taking Pitt as well. I've been riding Pitt the last couple weeks. It's been very good for me. Uh, I think they are a better football team at this point than Virginia Tech is. Uh, You mentioned it. All the injuries they've had, players dismissed from the team right after a game. It has just been crashing down. And after the just beat down they took from A.J. Dillon last week. You got to wonder how ready that defense is going to be to stack up and fight. I mean, I think this team is pretty much tapped out. And meanwhile, Pitt, like you said, they, they still control their own destiny. They could they could win half a conference, which 
who would have thought that Pitt was going to be in contention for the division at the beginning of the year? I mean, they're going to be a sacrifice for Clemson at the end of the day, but still, it's impressive, uh, regardless. You know, you put it on a banner somewhere, it could be worse. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, let's head over to the Pac-12, shall we? Where the playoff hopes, if there are any, the very, very slim ones, are relying on number eight, Washington State, and the Pirate Mike Leach, who go on the road as a six-point favorite to Colorado. Eddie, who do you have in this one? Is this the week that it comes crumbling down? <laughs> I don't know. What do you feel? I mean, Washington State, I think, is the better team. Yes, Colorado's at home, but, you know, we were we were riding them early, and it came crashing down real bad. Uh, obviously, I think Washington State knows, just, just look out for Chenault, and you'll be okay. I don't know if they have too much else to come with. Uh, and he actually, you know, Levisca Schnall banged up. I don't even know if he's going to play. Yeah, he's been he's so, been pretty banged up the past few weeks, and Colorado has gone in the direction of his injury pretty much. Yeah, so with him banged up and just flat out not as good at football, I'm going to keep riding Wazoo. I, it's They're not going to win out. I really don't think so. They're, I don't know, maybe it's Cal. <laughs> I Cal... Cal feels like the slot that they could drop it and have a dumb loss because I don't think it's going to be Washington at this point because Washington, ooh, buddy, got bad. But, uh, yeah, I'm, let's, let's stay with them kooks. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Eddie, we are agreeing far too much here because uh, I'm right here with you. I do want to say, yeah, because I just looked it up, that I don't know if Cal can really come up and get Wazoo after the, they beat Cal last week. Barely, but beat them, nineteen to thirteen. So Arizona oh, last week. I that's what I. Yeah, Sumlin. You're looking for Sumlin, and and you know what? They're kind of figuring it out, but I, I'm sure we'll talk about that next week. Uh, but no, I agree. Um, the secret is out on Chenault, and he just hasn't looked good. So not only can you key in on the one real playmaker that they got, um, he's banged up too, and I. I the only thing that scares me about this is the fact that Washington State is on the road, so that does worry me about the Cougs here. However, I'm still going to go ride with them and take them in this one. I just I don't trust Colorado right now. They have, and and Ccat said it in chat too. They've looked bad, and and I got to give a shout out too to Ccat. He's on fire. The pit banner for the ACC Coastal Champions, ACC Coastal Champions 2018. It could be worse. <laughs> they could indeed on you the know, banner we- itself. We come with the highest of praise here. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Arizona made Colorado look bad last Very week. Very bad. And that, that game was not as close as the scoreboard look, made it seem at the end of that game. I Yeah, I'm with you. All right. No, Melfi, I, I do not feel the over in this one, personally. I don't have a feel on the total at all, to be quite honest. Um, that being said, let's stay into the Pac-12. This one's going to be a bit interesting. Two teams that have kind of had their wheels spinning uh, and in a section to where does anybody want to win the Pac-12 South, which, Eddie, we were talking about this. The Athletic, which, by the way, folks, herlittlesons.com slash athletic, if you want to go get a little bit of discount on a subscription there. The uh, Pac-12 South is beyond wide open. Six teams could theoretically tie. (laughs) Yeah, Chantel Jennings made, had a great post the other day where she 
went down the scenarios of what needs to happen, but there's there's a couple of ways that you could end up with a six-way tie, either at five and four in conference or at four and five in conference. So <laughs> four and five South is just a gong show. Four and five is by far what I'm pulling for here, because that would be by far the most hilarious one here. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to the picks here. Uh, so Utah, four-point favorite against Oregon, Utah at home. And that's what I'm relying on here. Utah's at home. They have played very well there. Their defenses look pretty decent. And I tell you what, Oregon, God, the, the past couple weeks for them have not looked great, say the least. So um, I, I like Utah to go ahead and win this one at home. I don't really feel good about either team, but both these teams have something to prove right now. So we'll see what happens. Who you got, Eddie? Yeah, you know, Oregon is coming off what looks like a big win. It was tw- a 21-point win over UCLA, but one, we know UCLA is not very good. And two, there were a lot of dumb turnovers by UCLA deep in their own territory that I think inflated that score. The week before, they just got slaughtered by Arizona, uh, and Wazoo, game before that, put a hurt on them. Meanwhile, Utah got bopped by Herm last week. So, <laughs> yeah. you know... <laughs> Where's Dino at? (laughs) You know, Utah's problems in November is a long chronicle joke for a lot of college football fans, I feel like. They just, they they crumble, man. The other thing making me nervous. (laughs) But Oregon has been real sketchy the last couple weeks. They've also had a lot of injury problems. I, mm, I don't like this game at all i'm running away from it as fast as i can i'm gonna i'm gonna put it down on the must you lobbied you lobbied for this one on here i know but it's a great it's a great game it's a good conversation (laughs) i'm saying when it comes to my actual money dollars i'm not touching this thing i'm gonna ride with utah they're at home their student section likes to get up i'm gonna i'm gonna trust the youth even though it's it's gonna be an ugly one i think Alrighty, well, this one could get ugly for for a different reason, and that's number five, Georgia, hosting rival number 24, Auburn, Georgia, 14-point favorite at home. Eddie, who you taking in this little SEC bout? Georgia. We're stick with them dogs. Auburn is not a good football team. I know they beat A&M last week, but... I don't particularly think A&M's all that good of a football team either. Uh, Auburn's got a lot of problems, especially when it comes to offense, and I don't think they can do anything to slow down Georgia's offense. I think Georgia's just a much better team. 14's a a decent-sized spread. That's not going to be an easy cover, but I'm going to take the dogs here. You know what? I'm I'm going dogs as well, and I'm not honestly worried about that 14 points because I don't know how much you watched of Aggie-Auburn. But the Aggies handed that game to Auburn. Auburn was getting whipped up and down the field for the majority of that game. But Texas A&M was like, no, 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 no. Seriously, you, you go ahead and take this win. We, we really don't want to win this one. And despite that, Auburn still struggled. The, the, the story has been the same for Auburn for the past couple of years. They keep looking for a quarterback. They can never freaking find one. The big story out of Auburn this week, it got texted by my sister and my dad over to my phone. Hey, Kelly Bryant over in Clemson liked his Auburn visit. So that should tell you everything you need to know about where they're looking at quarterback again. There's no answers over there. The offense is sputtering. The defense is good, but the defense is not going to be able to hold on in this one. 
I am taking Georgia here. I am not even the least little bit worried about it at all. I just, Auburn's going to get exposed. It's going to be ugly. I know it's a rivalry game and all that, but Georgia's fighting for a playoff spot here, and they're they're going to try to trounce Auburn to make a point. Next up, Texas. Oh, Texas. Somehow you are a two-point favorite on the road against Texas Tech. Tell you what. Only two-point favorite here. Man, money lying on this one. Give me the Red Raiders in this one. I don't like this game on the road at all for Texas. Um, Herman is more concerned about the horns down being uh, feelings ball penalties than he is about his defense coughing up touchdowns and two-point conversions at the end of the game. This could likely turn into a shootout as well. Texas Tech came oh, oh, so close to beating Oklahoma. I think they're going to get it done here against Texas. They're going to be out looking for some blood. Eddie, who do you got? Man, both teams coming off some tough losses. What I mean, both of those games were phenomenal last week. That God, that last West Virginia touchdown was such a dime. But, man, who knew Tom Herman was so bitch-made? All of that whining and crying about the horns down stuff was just, look, if your team has a hand sign, your opponents are going to mock it, and that should never be a 15-yard flag. Yeah. That is, it's, it is there for the mocking. And you this gotta, is coming from the guy that was mocking, you know, West Virginia last, or that wasn't West Virginia, I forgot who it was, when they were doing the gun strapped in or whatever, and he's sitting there down the sidelines doing that crap. The, the, he's complaining about sportsmanship. Yeah, he has, he has had a long history of doing that stuff, so him complaining about that was pretty hilarious. Uh, and the announcement, you know, I love Gus Johnson, and, and even he's like, you can't throw a flag for that. What are y'all doing? Um, I, I agree that Texas Tech feels like the right pick here. Obviously, there have been some problems in Lubbock for the Horns in the past. Uh, Michael Crabtree dreamed it in his head and ended a great season for him. <laughs> The problem for me is we don't know if Texas Tech's quarterback is going to play. He had that partially collapsed lung that ended up he stayed in the hospital after the OU game. That's the only thing that's giving me pause. However, it is Lubbock at night. Weird shit happens. Maybe a fox gets on the field again like we've had in the past. (laughs) Who knows? We're going to throw some tortillas, guns up dude jerking it in the bell or whatever they do on the sideline that thing's weird let's go with tech yeah well i will say this yes i mean there are issues or or rather questions about who's going to start a quarterback uh but i tell you what i mean they had to rotate quarterbacks in uh against oklahoma and it really didn't hurt them too much at all so i i feel just fine about that well let's head over to where game day is going to be at chestnut hill where Boston College, now in the top 20, ranked number 17, is going to host number two Clemson. And Clemson, on the road, is a 20-point favorite. Oh, boy. Eddie, who are you taking in this matchup? Couldn't give me one more point. You couldn't give me the 21. Hey, you act like I'm making – look, if I made the lines over at Bovada, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I would be behind the, the, the little sports book over there making all the money. Uh, I wanted I wanted to take Boston College so badly. Uh, if it was at 21, I would take it. The big problem here is you don't know how healthy A.J. Dillon is. Uh, he's had ankle problems sort of on and off. He re-aggravated it last week when he had just a fantastic performance before that. If he was 
I feel like Boston College was going to lose the game, but could hang with them. They've got a solid defense. They've got a very good offensive line. Now, granted, even a very good offensive line is going to have problems with Clemson's defensive front because, good Lord, who wouldn't? I mean, they're NFL offensive lines that have some problems with that. I want to take BC so badly, but I just can't. Between Dylan not being 100% and not giving me the full three touchdowns, I'm going to take Clemson. They're just they're a better team. I agree with you that Clemson's a better team. However. Wow. However. Yeah, I think Seacat nailed it. 20 is a lot of points against a soul-sucking team like Boston College. I, I agree. I'm also on the under in this one as well. This I, I really think the way this game kind of goes out is it's got the making, especially because it's on the road. That's the other thing. 20 points is a ton on the road. BC is going to be up for it. Game day is actually going to be there. Boston College isn't used to anybody actually, you know, showing up from ESPN besides the play-by-play commentator. So this is going to be a much different experience for them. They're going to be up. They're going to be ready for that. I think Boston College comes out, hits Clemson in the mouth a little bit. Maybe it's a messy first half. Clemson pulls away late. Might have a little bit of a backdoor cover action in here. But I think at the end of the day, Clemson's going to win. They'll win comfortably. But, um... No, I, I can't do it. And, and not to mention, they basically had a bye week yesterday playing a JV football team. So it's going to be kind of night and day from what they were doing against Louisville to what they have to do against Boston College. I, I, I do. I really would feel better if I knew AJ Dillon was going to be 100%, but I'm going to go ahead and take those points. Uh, you know, that's that's way too much for, uh, uh, you know, Boston College is, is not great, but they're good enough, I think, to make this one close. Um, like I said, and going on the under two, I'm kind of all in on this one uh, being a little too heavy towards Clemson. I, I like your idea that if you're going to take BC, you've got to be on that under you have because to. that's the only way that's going to that's the only way that's going to work. Exactly. <laughs> but man, as much trouble as we gave Clemson for starting the year out and not really beating the hell out of teams, last four weeks, seventy-seven points, fifty-nine points, forty-one points, sixty-three points. Uh, that quarterback switch treated them pretty well, and they got about nine running backs that can drop a buck fifty on you. Apparently, so that's I don't know, man. It, it could be a fun one. I hope it's a fun one. I don't I, think it's. No. I think it will be a fun one, but I mean, you're talking about those point totals. Let's give the other side of who's on those totals. Clemson scoring sixty three against Wake Forest. Clemson scoring forty one against NC State. Clemson scoring 59 against Florida State. Clemson scoring 77 against Louisville. The most impressive one out of those is NC State. And let's also remember that Clemson, in in the first start after the quarterback switch, went wire to wire with Syracuse. And I know part of that had to do with the fact that there was a QB injury in that game. But they were looking a little bit of a mess before that, and they were at home. They, They were on the road at Wake Forest. They were on the road at Florida State. So when they've been on the road, they haven't been playing teams with much of a pulse at all. So, and I really, really like BC to cover in this one. Those are those are all true statements. However, if you <laughs> compare the performances by both Clemson and Boston College against those teams, the differential would cover two out of three. You know what? I, I've seen a lot of sports writers on Twitter telling me that games really don't matter and that common opponents don't matter or some sort of similar bullshit because of Michigan. So I think it's okay. Logic, right? You follow shitty sports writers. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, it just gets retweeted into my feed. 
You got to you got to get your mute game up, son. I thought I taught you better than that. Well, you know what? It's also laziness, I got to admit. But anyway, let's go ahead and get to senior day over in South Bend where Notre Dame is an 18-point favorite against Florida State. And the total in this one is 54, which, man, I'm so tempted to take the under because Florida State's bad. They're real bad. Here's the other thing about Florida State. They actually have a semi-decent defensive line. This game kind of has a feeling of just like the rest of the Notre Dame games have been. Book may have to take about a quarter or two to kind of figure things out, get some adjustments, change the protection up, really figure out where to hit Florida State where it hurts pretty bad. But that's the worst case scenario on this one. Florida State has been such hot garbage. That whole team looks like they've quit. Willie Taggart has basically all but said they've quit. Yeah, uh, I really feel bad that you got to do a bit, Eddie, because there's no way I'm not taking the Irish in this one. Uh, I, I definitely feel like this is a game they can win by 21-24. So go ahead and give me the Irish and the cover. Man, I'm still tempted to take that under. I just don't know how many points Florida State's going to actually score because that offense, that offensive line, ugh, good grief, they look awful. Anyways, um, oh, yeah, and um, good point by the Red Plague. It's going to be very cold for those Florida boys. So, uh, Eddie, are we still on the bit? I, look, man, we're still undefeated. I will I will continue to give points away as long as we <laughs> remain contractually obligated to take the points. You stole my thunder there a bit. High for Saturday is 33. You've got a Florida State team that, like you said, has legit tapped out. I mean, Willie Taggart's called out players the last two weeks after the game for having quit on the team. And you just look at the performances. I mean, they look absolutely abysmal. They're getting smoked by everybody. They don't want to be there. They're going to be cold. They're going to be miserable. (laughs) Honestly, I wouldn't touch the under in this game because, shit, Notre Dame might put 56 on. Are you reading the chat right now? (laughs) I'm not. Is somebody saying the same? <laughs> Milfie said 56 nothing. Data point, Milfie. He knows what's up. And I just told him he's the goddamn worst for putting that out in the universe. <laughs> well, to be fair, you've told me the absolute worst in many, many occasions, so this, it works out that way. This is true. I, uh, I just, I think Florida State is done, man. They don't want to be here. They're going to be cold and miserable and sad, and I don't think they care. I don't think any of those players care at this point. I think they want to go home. They're ready for the season to be done. Uh, Notre Dame is a much better team. The we- the weather would give me some hope for this dumb pick because I think there is also precipitation, and so we're going to be getting some snow, maybe just a wintry mix. Oh, passing not weather. E- not exactly the best <laughs> for an offense. <laughs> But then again, Florida State might just put the ball on the ground three or four times and let the defense score for us. Who knows? But I remain contractually obligated to take the points. So, well, there you I, go. That the the more I I think in this one because you know, man, this game originally was like, oh god, really? Florida State at home after we've been traveling a bunch and my how things have changed. I think more interesting is if this is the one that makes Jack Jack Jorgensen never talk to us ever again. <laughs> Uh, he's fine. I, I don't think he cares at, at this point. I know he's capped out on the season. Uh, plus, he didn't talk to us anyway. Dick. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a podcast completely scheduled for him. 
so so inconsiderate. Who would do such a thing like not show up at the scheduled time for a podcast with your two friends? Just a, just a jerk. Uh, but man, hey, I tell you what, you remain just public as hell this week. And again, it's only Wednesday. 82% of the tickets, 82% of the money on Notre Dame. Oh God, that all right for Notre Dame, that does not make me feel good at all. <laughs> Uh, that has moved the line half a point at least, but eesh, I don't know about that one. Oh well, I, I'm I'm rolling with it. I mean, look, I'm I'm taking what I'm getting right now because this has been such a good year for me on the picks. I'm just gonna keep rolling with my gut. It's been working so far, so I gotta go with what brought me here, Eddie. I gotta do hey, it. Were were my hands not bound by the law, I'd be on it with you. I know you read the contract on air. I understand. We we stay loyal to both bits and dumb decisions, and well, you know, sometimes that'll burn you in the long run. I also I am hoping I lose a very large bet this weekend because this is also the season total. Oh, that's very true. We're sitting on nine. We're sitting on nine. No, I wouldn't mind go ahead and tearing up that ticket on the under nine and a half. And then tearing it up more when we go to eleven and zero, and then tearing it up again when we get to twelve and zero. And by that point, the pieces will be like so small that you can't really get a tear in there. But we'll like get a paper cutter at thirteen and zero, and then shit. When we win the national title, I'll have another mystery bet that takes care of all that anyway. So everyone's a winner. There you go. Children, gambling is great. College football is awesome. Life is good right now, kids. I just I can't believe it. It's great. People are getting frustrated with the talk about Michigan. I get it. It's annoying. But look, we have these dumb conversations all the time because people got to fill 24 hours in a day talking about college football (laughs) somehow. So they come with some dumb shit. And you look around the rest of the country, there's so much craziness going on in college football right now that... You know, it's an easy line for people to pick up on, so that's what they're going to go with. It gives some controversy, it gives some interest in a year that, well, we all kind of see where this is going. The writing pretty much feels on the wall, uh, and that can be frustrating. I, I know a lot of people are like, well, and I'm one of them who are like, oh, we're just playing for second place anyway. But man, if you're not having fun with this team, I don't know what to tell you. This has been great. Teams are losing hilarious games uh, every week. Rakes, the Rakes report, which we'll continue to shout out weekly because apparently I'm contractually obligated on that too. His, <laughs> his winning is hard. Schadenfreude section just gets larger and larger and better and better each week. And man, it's November. We're running out of games, kids. Think about how sad you're going to be when you're down to like, I don't know, a couple NBA games and that's it. That's going to be very sad. I love the NBA. What, college basketball? No one gives a shit till February anyway. <laughs> Treasure this while we have it. And let's just go out and beat the shit out of Florida State. I mean, it's always going to feel good to beat the shit out of Florida State. They're Florida State. Always. Think about what they did. Think about the pick play. Think about when we went to Tallahassee and we beat them and it all came back because of a bullshit pick play. It's time for vengeance. Time for revenge is now. I hope the asshole who was a freshman when we were freshmen in the student section that dressed up with the super fan FSU bullshit has a terrible day. <laughs> but 
the rest of you, you're okay. I love you. Go Irish. And hail Gambler. Well, thank you very much, Eddie. And thank you, everybody, that joined us live over here. If you are still going to be staying up, uh, today is November 7th. That is N7 Day. And that means something in the world of Mass Effect. So we're going to have a little bonus extra live stream over on twitch.tv slash ndtechs. So I'm going to very, very quickly cut this up, do a little bit of a post on it, get everything up on HLS, maybe get myself another beverage, and I will be over there raising money for the kids. And I also mentioned this, for those of you on the podcast as well, you can donate extralife.ndtechs.com. Extra Life's all one word. And uh, right now, Eddie, do you know what the standings are for my my the dumb shit that is on the line for me? Because I, uh, I finally put the math together on this one. I don't. I know that not enough people are putting odd number donations is because you're still playing like a dweeb. No, uh, we're renegade on Mass Effect 2. Very renegade oh, right hell now. yeah. Yeah, we're very renegade. However... Uh, so yeah, that, that is the end game stuff. We're resetting it every game because that has made things very interesting. So we're on the renegade badass morality in Mass Effect 2. But even more importantly, if we hit the goal of $4,000 and we are over halfway there right now, I will either have a porn stash or my hair will be dyed like Guy Fieri. And right now, Team Porn Stash, all the even amount donations, $1,393. Odd donations, very, very quickly catching up. It was so far down. I didn't know if it was going to be a comeback, but it's there. There's a chance. $864 for Team Flavortown over there. All the odd amount donations. So join in if y'all want. If you have a little bit of extra time. Ritter say however one more time. However. <laughs> Twitch is so stupid. Twitch is so, so stupid. So <laughs> I can't dumb. believe I laid out for that. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, head over there. And if you're listening on the podcast, you could donate. I'm going to have a marathon when the college football season winds down and all we got left in Army Navy over in December. So go ahead. Check that out. I'm doing this in honor of Avon. We're going to make some money for some sick kids. And folks, with all that being said, thank you very much for listening and joining. You can always join us live here on twitch.tv slash for little sons. Join us Thursday. That is tomorrow, 9 p.m. Central for the good old NCAA sim. You can subscribe to the show podcast form, Apple Podcast, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts at. Discord over at HerLittleSons.com slash Discord. Of course, you can always find us at our home at HerLittleSons.com. One last home game. Be really dumb not to win this one. With all that said, go Irish. Beat Seminoles. Have a good one. 